Welcome back, everybody. I hope everyone is having a great day. This is the CFL Podcast, Season 2, Episode, I Have No Idea. I think like 18 or 19. (laughs) Either way, we're keeping it rolling. Today's episode is going to be about how coaches can continue and should continue to add value during the Metcon. When the music gets turned up and that 3-2-1 go hits, are the coaches still adding value or are they just kind of downshifting their performance? So I give some tips, some strategies in the expectation that we set at CFL. I hope you guys enjoy. So one strategy, and I don't know so much if it's a strategy, it's just as it's a personality thing that I do um, that has helped me tremendously in my coaching of the classes, but also in business as well, is kind of self-reflecting on what it is, and we're going to use a CrossFit class as this example, you know, what it is that I do right in that class, like how was the energy of the class, um, did, the, did the athletes I was working with or did the class that I was working with did kind of the cues, the teaching, the points of performance that I was trying to get across in today's workout, like, did that resonate with them? Did did they get something out of it? How did they feel when they left the class? And I think of it as a total experience and also an educational piece, but at the same time, with respect to the fact that, like, hey, look, these people are coming here, they're paying you, they're paying for a coach, they want to improve, they probably entrusted you with some of their goals and different things like that. And so it's just a constant reflection of, am I providing them the most value? How could I do that better? How could I deliver it better? How could I deliver it creatively? So that way the members aren't feeling like we're kind of in this complacent rut. Um, how could I mix, thing up, mix things up in the class uh, as far as warm-ups go, as far as the way I you know, present the material that I'm, coming, that I'm bringing to the table that day or whatever the movement we're covering, you know, am I creative in my approach? In constant reflection of that class that you just coached leading into the next one and trying to build off that is what essentially, you know, nor- it points you in the direction of excellence. It's kind of like having the North Star being like, okay, what is the, the, the most best CrossFit class I could deliver? What is that highest standard I could possibly have and hold myself to? And then also the experience that I deliver in that in the class is that same experience or that same high standard coming across um, to everybody else. And one of the things that I do is I constantly analyze not only, of course, my own coaching, but then just the whole entire CrossFit Livermore as a total. Like, how is CFL coaches doing? Are we? Am I recognizing certain patterns that's starting to happen? Um, are we falling into certain complacent stretching routines or warm-ups? And then what type of materials or what type of information can I provide my coaches? Um, so that way it, it helps them stay creative because although you know their job is coaching the class and everything else, my job, especially as the gym grows and grows and grows, is to be a complete support for them. So I'm at servitude to the coaches so that way they could deliver the best experience possible. And one of the things that I've kind of noticed and one of the things that I've noticed across a lot of gyms, not just CFL in general, but um, CrossFit gyms as a total, and I've dropped into quite a few over the years now, is that the engagement during the Metcon portion tends to slip. So that's what today's kind of going to be about is just some strategies that I hope you guys could take away that help you um, if you're a coach or if you're not a coach, if you're in a CrossFit gym, maybe some strategies that help you say, hey, like, is this gym moving towards excellence? And um, is this the same, you know, experience I'm being delivered at my uh, my CrossFit gym in my hometown? 
So with that being said, we have a lot of great coaches that will deliver a great warm-up. Maybe it's engaging, it's energetic, they're getting the class, they're doing some icebreakers, they're getting the class to know each other, Um, they're taking people through some movements, everything's going great, check. Maybe they got good points of performance, they lend great cues as we start to build up and get ready for the workout. Then the second the 3-2-1 hits, the music turns up and they just fall off. There's nothing. There's no, you can't hear their voice anymore. They're just kind of walking around. Some of the atrocious things I've seen is people will then bust out their own phones and either film them, the class working out, aka they're marketing themselves while they should be coaching the class, um, or they're just completely ignoring the class on their phone. Maybe they're just standing there kind of talking to another coach, or maybe they're kind of talking to one of their friends that have just walked in. And all that stuff, it just, you can't get it across the finish line and it just it just uh, kills a great experience up until that to that point so what should the metcon look like when we start you know when we get ready to go and we turn the music up and three two one go hits what is the job of that coach in the official job of that coach it should be anticipating the needs of the athletes right in front of them and the big portion of that is uh, anticipating by this time by the time they're in the workout you should have already spent some time with each individual of the gym you should have already talked about you know hey what are the weights that they're using in today's workout Um, what are some scaling options have you checked in with everybody? Do they feel comfortable with all the movements and all of that? So you already have a lot of data moving into this Metcon, and that data is valuable because now when the music is up and we're moving a little bit quicker, we need to go reiterate everything we just talked about, whether we were talking to them about something specific or whether it was just a point of performance that you were trying to get across the whole entire class for that day. You need to be almost as active as the people working out in the Metcons. You need to be moving around the whole entire room. A lot of times, um, I always make the joke, especially towards Dylan. I'm like, dude, do you got? Are you tethered to this spot at the gym? Like, is there some sort of, you know, leash that's only allowing you to go three feet in every direction? You need to be everywhere. Another great strategy that I use is two different types of cueing. The first type of cueing is just general cueing. So when there's not much going on and when you need to just kind of fill the room with some noise, maybe it's in between songs, which I always feel that the class is kind of like a a radio, that there should be hardly any dead space. There should never be any dead space. So general cueing is something I like to use in between uh, songs when it gets a little quiet in the room or just as I kind of uh, am circulating the room and just kind of bringing some energy. So with general cues, these are things like Great job, guys. Keep going. You're just generally talking to the class here. Uh, These are things like I will even just yell squat lower in your wall balls or something like that, right? Which then the whole class is like, oh my gosh, is he talking to me? You could also do timed notions. So good job, guys. Deep breaths. Uh, You're two minutes in, you know, one minute to go, 30 seconds to go, something like that. And then I use a lot of general like cheerleading uh, cues in this during this time, like I'd already said. So like, great job, guys. Or like, you got this. Or like, keep it up. Sometimes if it's a higher rep workout, I'll do some specifics uh, about the workout, but generally speaking. So I'll just yell to the whole class, break it into small sets, short breaks, different things like this. Uh, and that is general cueing. The second piece of it is specific cueing. So this is something that I will be cueing directly to a person. So what I'll do is I'll wait and for eye contact. I'll look up, I'll look at them, make sure we got eye contact, and I'll say, 
you know, hey, athlete one, make sure that we're locking that rep out overhead and getting your head through those arms or whatever the case may be. But it's very specific to that person. And most likely, if you've done your job right, you've already probably touched in with this person. They probably already are kind of expecting to hear the cue you're uh, giving them in the workout or expecting the correction there. So it doesn't always have to be correcting their movement. And at this point in it too, it should be reminders. If you're having to completely stop somebody in the middle of their Metcon and like switch weights or give this full blown explanation, then that is on you, the coach. You screwed up at the beginning. You should have already kind of anticipated that going back to that word again. Um, and really had that dialed in before this, uh, before the Metcon had started. Um, but again, it doesn't have to always be corrective stuff. So it can be specific, uh, cueing, but towards more like a time. Like sometimes I'll see somebody resting and I'll say, that's it, deep breath, Jane, 10 seconds and we're picking it back up. It's also funny that I use Jane because we literally do not have a member named Jane. <laughs> but um, uh, so I'll use something specific like that, 10 seconds and then pick it back up and I'll call them by name. And that's really, really important. One of the rules that we have, uh, well, not a rules, but the guideline for the coaching is that every coach should say somebody's, the, the athlete's name at least three times, sometime at the beginning when they're talking through and a couple times throughout to make sure that they know that, hey, I'm talking to you specifically and then also also to, I'm clearly making a connection. I'm taking time to invest in you. I know who you are and I, therefore I could, I could help you in this workout. So two types of cues, the general cueing, as we talked about to the class, and then specific cueing directly to a person. Now, when we're general cueing, the other rule of thumb that I like to give the coaches is when somebody walks into the gym, when someone walks into the class setting, that person should instantly know who the coach is. So when you walk in, if there's somebody, are they commanding the room? Do they have great uh, uh, presence? Do they have great energy? Do they have great group management? If a, if a coach is if a coach is loud, if a coach is really moving the class through the workout, then you will walk into that room and within a matter of seconds, know is who, who is in charge. If somebody walks into the room and you're standing there with your hood on and your hands in your pockets and you're kind of just looking around, you don't look like you're coaching anybody. You just look like you're kind of standing there. And therefore, a small dog could take your place and would probably be well, well liked because it would be pet and it would make people happy. You're just standing there, right? So Grace will appreciate this, the dog analogy there. But that's basically the case. You want to be able to have such a command and presence over the room that anybody walking in could just immediately know who is coaching. The second piece that I like to talk about is that I want to be able to hear your voice. If I'm, our gym's kind of split where we have a front uh, room and lobby as you walk in and then you go into the big gym open space towards the back. Um, but normally the sound travels and if the coach is doing the general cues and uh, she's really loud and she's dominating the room and I could feel her presence and I could feel the voice, usually I don't even have to step in the gym and I could hear the coach coaching. So that should be something that you think about as far as like uh, volume and different things like that. Now everybody's voice is going to range and carry differently. But at the same time, when everybody's working out and nobody's talking and the music goes lull, you don't have to have a lot of uh, range in your voice to fill that space. So kind of just saying, well, my voice doesn't project that much or, well, I'm just not that loud of a person um, is is a poor excuse. I think that you could definitely uh, still provide a ton of value without just screaming your head off. And on the flip side of that, you shouldn't just be running around screaming at people for no apparent reason. It's good to have the energy. It's great to have the movement, but also be tactful with your cues. Um, you know, if somebody's rowing a 5K row and you're the 
coach for that class, standing over them yelling every two seconds uh, with general cues and specific cues is probably not going to be the highest value of their time. Giving a little space and then knowing where to uh, come in and interject, whether it be a cue on point of performance or whether it just be like a, hey, great job, keep holding that pace or uh, something like that. But find a way to add value. It's such a cop out when these uh, coaches give great classes and then the Metcon starts and they just kind of stand there. Like, no, 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 that's that's a, such a valuable time. You could still make such a huge, a high impact. You want each athlete, each member in there of your class to feel that they're in, you are there in the workout with them. You're not just a fitness instructor. You're not just kind of lifeguard on duty, but you're, you're involved. You're with them. You're with them in every rep. And um, when you circulate the room, when you use those general cues, when you use people's first names, when you refer back to points of performance that you've later learned, in a more controlled setting before the Metcon has started. And all these things add up to a really great experience. And it'll help separate your gym from other ones in the area. If you're charging a premium service or if you're regarding yourself as a premium gym, you have to have great coaches that have a very high, high standard. You should be always moving yourself towards professionalism. And I guarantee you that if coaches that top at, uh, at, uh, coaches that coach at the highest level, excuse me, try to get that one out there, They there's always something to improve on. So they're always looking and anticipating their athletes' needs. You're never just kind of standing there. Every workout should have some intent, and every single class should be a great experience. So to sum this whole thing up, make sure, guys, that you're finding a way to add some sort of value during the Metcon. Again, this is not the time to go check your phone. This is not the time to go play with the kiddos off to the side. This is not the time to do any of that. This is the time to get in the workout with the members. Let them know you're there. They should feel your presence, and you should always be adding value. So again, this is for hopefully for some coaches that you guys will take something away from this, add it to your gym. If you are a member of a gym and you're currently uh, not receiving this, look around for another gym because not all gyms are created equal. All right. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks so much for uh, listening to the podcast. As always, if you could take just the quick 30 to 90 seconds it would take to just review the podcast, subscribe, or just even drop a like. I don't even think you could do that on the uh, iTunes one, but a rating would always help. Thank you so much, guys. Have a great rest of your day.